Hello everyone and welcome back to Sentient Future. This is episode 31. We continue our look at the fifth skill of the sentient worldview, making decisions. Today we'll talk about criteria and waiting. Before diving in we should briefly discuss the difference between rational decision making and intuition or flow. As you may remember from episode 18, intuition is a form of interpretation that bypasses reason and is more closely related to emotion. It is influenced by our experience and memories in our unconscious mind, but we can't explain or justify where this gut feeling comes from. Then flow, which is closely related, shortcuts through decision and action. It is sometimes thought of as intuitive action. Rational decision-making, on the other hand, involves comparing options based on the criteria that the decision will affect, as well as the weighting or importance that you place on each of those criteria. Let's look at some examples. Great starting points for the list of criteria that might matter to you are the first and second skills of the sentient worldview, sensing ourself and sensing our context. Perhaps the decision affects you as an individual, whether that's body, mind, or soul, whether it's your weight, or your life expectancy, or your emotional state, or your work ethic, or your energy levels, or perhaps your memories. And your decision might also affect your context, whether that's your relationships, or your social network, or your resources, or your culture, or your location. The list of criteria that are affected by your decision can actually be quite long, but to shrink it to a manageable size, you'll want to think about waiting. And I mean waiting as in W-E-I-G-H-T, as in the importance, not W-A-I-T, as in you're being patient. So let's look at a fairly common example where rational decision-making is useful. Buying a car. Let's say you have two options. Option A is buying a brand new car, and option B is buying a slightly used car. You can expect that the new car is in perfect condition, has very little mileage on it, may still be under warranty, and has some new creature comforts, but as you might expect, is more expensive than the used car. The used car would be in a certain condition, may need some upcoming maintenance, and may lack some of those creature comforts like, say, air conditioning but its price is lower. Let's say for some reason you really need your car to be reliable. Maybe you would heavily weight that criteria and the new car would look like a better choice. Maybe you just need something simple and you're going to be putting a lot of mileage on it. Rather than facing the high depreciation costs of a new car, basically having it lose a lot of resale value in the first few years you own it, you might heavily weight the resale value criteria and the used car would look like a better choice. A useful process is drawing four columns on a sheet of paper for an example like this. The first column is all of your criteria. The second column is the weight that you place on each criteria. The third and fourth columns are the scores that your first and second options get on each of those criteria. Then if you calculate a weighted average score for each option, by multiplying these scores by the weighting, you get a total score for that option at the bottom when you add them all up. Those total scores likely don't have units, and so the specific values don't matter. It's the relative value that matters, which option has a higher score. The beauty of that approach is that that single total score takes into account all of the criteria that you care about, the weight you placed on each, and how each option stacked up. 
A useful tip for comparing scores is that if one is much greater than another, then you've probably found your best option. If the total scores are close, then you may want to double-check your weighting and the individual scores that you've placed on each criteria, just to make sure you're confident with the outcome. So now we come to my favorite segment of every episode. So what? While intuition and flow are useful for creativity and productivity, rational decision-making is critical to living intentionally. If you've worked hard to inform yourself and interpret your situation thoughtfully, then not making your decision rationally is a waste of your effort and won't be aligned with your values and goals. And one final note, rational decision-making takes into account both reason and emotion. How someone feels and other subjective criteria absolutely matter. Deciding simply to brighten someone's day might be the best decision you make. As always, thank you for tuning in. I welcome your call-ins. And until next time, live intentionally. Sentient Future out.